Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, the podcast about musical theatre by musical theatre lovers. It's me, KB. I'm your host again today. Lucky you. And joining me at the table is... Julie Eisentrager. And... Miranda Selwood. And our very special guest... Andrew CP. Hey, Andrew. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, any time. I'm going to say that now. Um... Because I will probably forget to say it later. It's been a long day, guys. Um, we are talking about Oliver. Yes. Oliver. How do I say that with an exclamation mark? Oliver the musical. Well, there's Oliver and then there's Oliver. Yeah. Do you say it like that? Yeah. I would assume so. I've, I've always just heard it with Oliver, Oliver. <laughs> you always get those um, three consonants. That uh, is true. How do you sing an exclamation mark, guys? That is what we are going to solve by the end of this podcast. But first, we need to get to know Andrew because this is the first time you've been on the show. Yeah. Yes. How exciting. Miranda, are you going to sing it? I'm going to sing yes. Oh, yes. Getting to know you. It's wow. very it's a little, brassy today. Yeah. A little Mama oh, Rose there. A little yep. Ethel Mervyn. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel's a bit more than that. <laughs> Go on, then. So just a... Just Getting to know you. Yes. That's right. I like it. I like it. Thanks, Ethel. <laughs> Andrew. Yes. These are they're hard questions. So prepared. Are you? Yes. I don't think anyone is ever prepared. So score <laughs> one people, for you. People say that. They're like, oh yeah, I've done research. I've no, created I did I've, social I've put, media I've, research. <gasps> this is great. I have notes. Oh wow. There's wow. been polls, I'm sure. Um <laughs> all right. So question number one. Yes. Which musical character would other people compare you to? Now, I did ask social media this question. My expectations were quite low. I was expecting Lord Farquaad. I actually got back um, Man in Chair from Johnny Cha- um, Drazzy Chaperone, Ooh. which is like high praise. I'm That's like, so this cute. is great. Okay, that is a good answer. You have nice people on your social yeah. media. Can they be on our social media? Oh, we'll pass them on. Yeah, then they can answer nice things for us Cross too. promotion. Cross promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Which musical character would you like other people to compete with? Uh, George and Sunday in the Park with George. Like, we love that artistic, manic kind of yeah. space. Oh, it's very manic. It's yeah. very manic. Red, Are you red, okay red, with it? Are okay with it? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. As long as you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. Is George your dream role? No, dream role is actually the Dice with family oh, in yeah. Gentleman's Guide. Such a It'd good be so dream role. So much fun. I feel like there's a club now. Yeah, mm. there's a, a Dice with family dream role club. And I feel and like at the it's moment it's you and Julie. Okay, <laughs> and Excellent. surely a bunch of other people would Probably. be willing to join. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like twenty-seven thousand of the best characters of yes. musical theatre. Saw, <laughs> saw it from the front row on Broadway. Oh, so amazing! Cool. So Zane good. and I saw it from the back row, literally. Okay. <laughs> How's in the balcony? You, it's so high up. 
I see how it is, guys. <laughs> Julie, where did you see it from? <laughs> In my imagination. <laughs> it is the first show I ever saw on Broadway, so it does hold a very special place. Oh, it's a good one. What is your favourite Sondheim show? Into the Woods. Good Insta. one. Into yeah. the Woods to Grandmother's house. Solid yep. answer. <laughs> Annoying follow-up. <laughs> And what is your go-to shower song? Uh, the Hadestown original Broadway cast recording, just nice. in its entirety. Wow, that's a long shower. Yeah. So do you yes. go from like... <laughs> We're not exactly out of a drought. <laughs> <laughs> do you go full bass? Um, generally, what I try and do in, sh- in shower time, we put it on um, shuffle and we try and make up a new plot for the musical oh, as nice. it goes. So Can I just check, is this the royal we or is this oh, no, multiple no, shower situation? just multiple shower situation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how they conserve the water, Julie. Yes, <laughs> yes, apparently. But if you are the entire Dysquith family singing the track. It's just, oh, just the whole track. Like it's, it's, that's through. a mess. Yeah. <laughs> or... The new concept of a very good show. Okay, we've got through all the easy questions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, Andrew? As I'll ever be. Oh, you have to delete one musical from existence. Now, I'll preface this answer. I have an issue with musicals that give us a huge ballad, an 11 o'clock number, after the character's only been on stage for five minutes. We're not okay. emotionally invested in that character. So there's two shows. Oh, deleting two shows. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one is Cats. Oh, well, oh God. Well, so I, I assume that was gone. fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, number two, which is a point of contention, um, Les Mis. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Wait, which ballad is this? Yeah. This which, is, what's the 11 o'clock ballad that you're talking about? Well, things about? like um, I Dreamed a Dream. We've only seen Fontaine <laughs> for five minutes. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, you also only really see her for 10 minutes yeah. all up. So I guess she's got to get it in quick. not the good song of hers. Like she has two what songs. What do you mean? What's and it's not her good one <laughs> in terms of like lyrics and feels and yeah. total. I think the other one is um what's the Ebenine's um oh the whinge oh yeah man. again we've only seen on her my she's my had own. like, like my favorite she's interjected a couple of times and we're expected to feel I mean if we count the time that her younger self spends on stage we've developed a little yeah. bit more about her <laughs> <laughs> Just I, a tiny bit. I'm I I'm fine with it yeah, I'm it's literally like, choking over <laughs> it's, it's a. It's I not the first time. It's been deleted. It's been deleted before. No, it hasn't been deleted uh, before. Kim Brown? Oh, she yeah. She didn't delete it. She just raved on through an entire episode. I'm pretty sure she deleted it. No. I think the other pro of deleting it as well is their other show, Miss Saigon, is so underappreciated. To see mm. it, to see mm. it, kind of shine. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's all right. We differ in opinion. Of course. Well, while um, we discuss okay. the differing, we're going to give you a break, and we'll come back with things about Oliver the musical. One of the many shows with an exclamation mark in its title. <laughs> what else do we know about Oliver? We know that it's Lionel Bart uh, mm-hmm. wrote all the, wrote the book, the score, and the um, and the lyrics without actually knowing how to write music. He's a um, regular old ta-da! Stephen Sondheim. Yes. I feel like you can't say that. Like you can't. You're like, oh, I don't even know how to write music. I wrote it all, though. Well, apparently he had a tape recorder he used to carry around with him and he used to hum yeah. the tunes. That's how, oh, okay. well, that's that's how he... Well, that's I could be a composer then. Well, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm really limiting myself by 
That's how Scott Allen writes too. He just like he plays the stuff and then somebody else notates it because he doesn't know how to read or write music. Hmm. Yeah, new totally. world of opportunities have just opened up. <laughs> um, Andrew, if you had to <laughs> explain this plot to someone who had never seen or heard or read Oliver right. before in two minutes, oh. okay, could you do it? Are you ready? Miranda's getting yes. the timer. You got a timer? Yeah, I'm gonna get. It'll take her a bit. It, um, it does because I like film. Oh, I get flustered. Film. <laughs> Wait, um, it's on 34 minutes. That's too long. <laughs> too long. Too long. Was that the pies from the last time? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Okay. Go. Okay, so you've got Oliver. Oliver is an orphan inside a workhouse. Workhouse is run by Mr. Bumble and Widow Corny. Uh, he is then uh, defies um, the establishment by, no, by asking for, um, uh, please, sir, can I have some more? He is then decided, it's decided by the governors that he'll be sold. He is sold to an undertaker where he then escapes from the undertaker after singing a lovely ballad, so in, um, not so in love. What's, um, where, where is, where is love? love? Yes, 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 yes. Um, he then escapes to London where he meets the Artful Dodger, Dodger, and he then burst into song with a whole chorus of villagers um, who sing Consider Yourself. We then go down to the depths of Fagin's Den where we meet this um, this man who is bringing all these children and training them to be pickpockets throughout mm. London. Uh, we then meet Nancy. Oliver is then on his first day on the job, um, is caught pickpocketing and arrested. Uh, act two. Act two. Oliver is um, introduced. Uh, you have one minute left. Oh, okay. Oliver um, is living with a rich household. Uh, the guy he pickpocketed, who is actually his grandfather, but we don't know that yet, um, oh, is, yeah, yeah um, it takes him out of the law court and says, hey, I'll look after you. Um, uh, the people who are underground, Fagan, Bill, Nancy, are worried that he's going to blab, so they go to kidnap him back. Um, Nancy then feels sorry for him and tells Mr Brownlow that, hey, I'll bring him back to you, meet me on London Bridge at midnight. She goes to meet him there. Bill accidentally, uh, Bill finds out that she's going to meet him there. She, he kills her, kidnaps <laughs> Oliver, and then is shot um, trying to kill, escape with Oliver. Uh, Mr Brownlow adopts Oliver and we find out that he's the grandfather. You have 15 seconds left. That was amazing. Well done. That was really First good. It's an epic show. done it in time. It's an epic show. It's an yeah. epic show. You, it, it, was right. not, it was a mean feat. Well done. I'm trying to cancel it before it goes off. There we go. <laughs> um, in terms of some fun facts, guys, uh, this is more to do with the movie, but uh, little Mark Lester, who played uh, Oliver in the movie, <laughs> didn't sing any of the songs in the film. Yes, it was a, How it was a girl, wasn't it? Was, yeah, he was tone deaf. Um, and the musical arranger was Johnny Green and his daughter ended up singing all the, all the songs. Why did they cast a kid who can't sing? I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. It was also um, Dick Van Dyke that was offered the role of Fagin. Oh. Um, but Ron Moody, who had played the role on stage, um, was cast instead. How different good. would that role have been if yeah. Dick Van Dyke had played it? Right. That would have been after Dick Van Dyke had done Just after Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Oh, yeah. that would have been so wrong. Just after Mary Poppins. Oh. I think they were like, he can do a Cockney accent. He'll be fine. But can he? <laughs> I don't know. Um, then let's, where's the other one? There it is. Um. The entire film was um, shot in a studio in Surrey, um, which, I, like, even the outside shots, which I thought would have thought that being in London, you still have all that old architecture and all those old buildings. It would have been quite easy, but just didn't. They just filmed it all in the studio, which makes me kind of sad. 
Mm, it must have been huge. It must have been huge. Huge for the time, yeah. Yeah. Huge, Sound huge, stages huge. were big. Sound stages are quite yeah. big. Um, but I guess, too, if you're, like, just changing shot fronts and stuff, it would have been quite easy to... Yeah, Here's a street in London. Here's another street that <laughs> looks exactly the same in London. In London. But we're not in London, London. We're in Surrey. So like, <laughs> it is a, a classic story. It's the story of Oliver Twist um, for, by what's his face? Charles Dickens. Dickens. Charles. That's Dickens. the one. Um, how similar is it? I mean, Charles Dickens is a lot. It's always drawn out. How... Alike is the musical plot. They cut a heap out of it, is my understanding. I actually didn't get through the book. Um, in prepping to direct it, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll do I'll be like the real director. I'll just casually, and I'll just casually read through Dickens. <laughs> this is why um, he doesn't like Les Mis. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's so um, epic. I think a, a huge thing that, um, that kind of translated in the book Fagin is um, the complete villain. Um, so he's the manipulator and a lot of that is put on anti-Semitic um, kind of um, yeah, opinions of Dickens um, and that was drawn right back out of the show um, which is really exciting I think so <laughs> he's not yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank also you. Fagin doesn't have a nice ending in the book though which compared one? to the Fagins I'm sorry doesn't really? he have like a happy doesn't he have a ha- like a happier end in the, in the musical, know. you're saying it's a happier ending. In the musical, he the escapes. It's a happier ending in the musical than it is in the book. Whoa, in the, in the, the musical, I know he that. escapes. Yeah. He just wanders off into the sunset. Yeah, I don't know how the book ends because I haven't read it, but I like. I think there were f- a few characters. Oh, okay. I have for some reason had it in my head that either the character that Fagin was based off, I think it was the character that Fagin was based off, was sent to Tasmania. I remember seeing it really? in their one of their jails. Google it. I currently am. But also, <laughs> um, fun fact that I was just scrolling through here. Mark Lester, the guy that played Oliver in the movie, <laughs> he was friends with Michael Jackson and is oh. godfather to three, all oh. three, oh. of Michael Jackson's children. How oh, cool. He also wasn't How allowed random. to play with the other kids Super on random. set. He wasn't. Yeah, so that he didn't like ah. ruin his complexion, get dirty, but also he would get so red in the face when he got overheated that he was Story of my life. <laughs> he wasn't allowed because he couldn't. Um, yeah, so here's <laughs> me thinking that's like an acting choice. Like you need to stay isolated from the other children and feel like an outsider. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, nope. maybe it was in a manner of speaking. So the um, the music in this show is interesting. I think because it seems at times to be so in sync with the story and at other times so randomly thrown in. Like you couldn't imagine a a show where um, as long as he needs me, this devastating, Mm. heart-wrenching song about an abusive relationship and Um Pa are the two songs that are given to the same character. It somehow seems to work. I think a lot of the um, the music's based around music hall and that idea of variety acts and stuff like that. And then you're mixing that with music theatre. So that's where you get the as long as he needs me coming in. So it's kind of this blending of these two musical worlds of music theatre versus um, versus the music hall that um, Lionel Bart was really inspired. That's where you get Oom Pampa, it's where you get Consider Yourself, it's where you get all those sorts of those food, sorts of sounds, food. food, glorious food. And then you have this sort of music theatre blend of the era where you've got um, As Long As He Needs Me and Who Will Buy This Beautiful, Lovely Sounding, mm. um, a la My Fair Lady kind of space. It's a lot more of a classical tone. Yeah, it is. I guess. 
Hmm. It was nominated for nine Tony Awards when it first came out. Whew. Seems nine. like a it few. won three. It won uh, Best Original odds. Score for Lionel Bart. Even it, though he couldn't read or write music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best Conductor and Musical Director for Don Pippin and Best Scenic Design by Sean Kenny. It's funny about the scene. Uh, this was something I was when I was doing a little bit of research on my way here. Um, they actually replicated the set, bringing it over to America. So originated in London, brought it over to America. Um, they didn't finish the set in time for opening so during the opening during the preview the first preview they had these two painters who were painting the backdrop all through the first show and then took it and then took a curtain call with the um oh that's awesome (laughs) why not that would be so cool now we know what to do if next 24 hour we don't quite finish we just look part of the show just keep going enjoy Um, I think this is where uh, you think Australia comes into it, Julie, because Dodger, a sequel to Oliver, uh, was combo- <laughs> composed sorry, by... I'm sorry, Dodger also has an <laughs> it exclamation does. mark. Okay. Uh, it was composed by Andrew Fletcher with books and lyrics by David Lambert. It was set seven years after the events of the novel Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens where the artful Dodger has been sentenced to an Australian penal colony and has a romantic involvement with the character Bet. Yeah, weirdly enough, no. <laughs> um, I specifically re- remember a plaque in one of the jails, but I've just Googled it as well and can't find anything. So that jail was lying to me. Which seems or like an offence. Or nobody know. else knows about it other than the jail. And you. It does, well, no, but that's what Tasmania does. They're like, we have the biggest insert any pretty much anything they claim to have the biggest or the best of we also have the best criminals <laughs> so anything else we know about oliver um is this the most done school musical ever? oh surely mm. that and annie mm-hmm. annie for girls oliver for boys yes, yes. totally Ooh, um, a female oliver i did oliver <laughs> you played oliver in an Stedford, yeah <laughs> That was the first thing I ever... Yep. First thing I ever did in a Stedford was sing Where Is Love. Cute. Um, I know if producer Zane was on the episode, he would ask you all what your favourite song from the show is. Um, papa. <laughs> I think... I like the fun ones. I like Um, Papa and Consider Yourself. Like, I, I don't... I don't really get on board with the not fun ones. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I was <laughs> thinking. Yeah, I was. I don't mind. Um, I do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite. That's a really hard question. There is also kind of a cool song that happens in the funeral home. That's your funeral. Yes, mm. I think I like it. Yeah, I think I probably I like it more written, than that. Was written for um, Barry Humphreys. He originated the role. Oh. Jame Edna. Oh. <laughs> I know. That was the sound of Julie's mind exploding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it opened in London first. Yeah. Yes. With Barry Humphreys. Yes. I think think Um, he was part of the original cast. Yes, Barry Humphreys as Mr. Sowerberry. Um, Ron (laughs) Moody as Fagin. Georgia Brown as Nancy. Oh, yes, Georgia Brown. Georgia Brown. <laughs> Sweet this Georgia says, Brown. Um, Phil Collins as the artful Dodger, but I don't Different know. Different Phil Collins, give surely. That a click. Give it a click. I don't think it. Give it a click. Is. No, I think if that's a link to. Philip David Charles Collins is an English drummer, singer, songwriter, mentalist. <laughs> a drummer, singer, songwriter. <laughs> yeah. 
Davy, yeah. Also, Davy Jones is the uh, full <laughs> This is a star-studded cast. Um, Where are you seeing Phil Collins? I'm not seeing it in my list. In the original London production. Yeah, I'm not getting it, am I? I'm not seeing Tony it. Tony Robinson. I think you've Sorry, got a Michael fake Jordan. version. Oh, Julie and I got excited earlier today. No, I did. I'm I'm projecting that onto Julie. I'm sorry. Um, when we realised we were doing a show that had um, some Cockney in it because we thought we'd finally get to hear KB's Cockney <laughs> accent. Definitely that we've not. we've been trying to drag out of her. <laughs> Definitely Cockney, not. Cockney. Cockney. Um, Michael Caine originally <laughs> auditioned for the role of Okay, Kane. we'll do this. Michael Caine. <laughs> No, definitely not. <laughs> Guys, um, we didn't, did you answer the song question, Andrew? Song question? Um, I'd do anything. I'd do anything. It's I just do the, it's the like sweetest song. Anything. Yeah. yeah. For you, dear. dear. Anything. Anything. Gotcha. All right. Anything else on Oliver before, or Oliver before we move <laughs> on? There must be. There must be things. He ended up, um, what did he do? So Lionel Bart ended up dying completely penniless um but he sold no the rights oliver? oh yes no, no, no. i'm reading that right he now he sold the rights to oliver for 350 oh, pounds max bygraves yes I, that's exciting for me who knows old people facts go Tell on us. max bygrave had these like little sing-along books so he was on the tv and he had all these little old-fashioned sing-along books and people used to sit and go through their little Aww. booklets and sing their little nerdy songs sorry mum I would like to confirm that it is Phil Collins, Phil Collins. I'm sorry, that played what? the Apple Dodger. Really? Like the Are you Phil, reading? Phil Collins, Collins. Who went on to become a... You'll be in my heart, Phil composer, Collins. Phil Collins. How cool. I see Davy Jones. Was. Phil Collins. Phil I'm Collins. not seeing Phil Collins. Well, then you're reading the wrong list. What list are you reading from? I'm reading from Wikipedia. Me Where else do we read from? Anyway, we're going to wrap this section up and dreamcast it with Phil Collins. Alrighty, guys. Who are we casting in this show? Um, As Oliver? No. No? Do we leave Oliver? Because it's going to be a kid somewhere. He'd be a that... delightful, artful dodger. Who? They're talking about oh, Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. <gasps> <gasps> we didn't cast Zac Efron in Matilda. <gasps> KB. Sorry, there really isn't anything in there for him. Um, Zac Efron as the artful dodger. Yeah. Maybe a bit faded. He's a bit old, Nate. <laughs> that oh. doesn't matter. It's our dream cast. Okay. Right. Um, I would actually like Nathan Fillion or I Neil Patrick Harris Nathan as like Fagin. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't okay. he do a good Fagin? Yeah, I think it would be creepy as all. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a bunch of creepy people who could be really creepy too. Um, <laughs> like, Let's give a creepy person a like go. Like the creepy thin man <laughs> from Charlie's Angels. The creepy thin man from Charlie's Angels, uh, but also the um, the creepy guy from the Spice World movie. Oh um, yeah, or the creepy uh, guy is that from um, um, what's the um, it's Batman Gotham? The guy who plays the penguin. Oh yeah, he'd be very good as Fagin. Yeah, Spice World. <laughs> Would you guys Spice cross cast Fagin? Would you go with a female actress? Uh, Wouldn't that uh, complicate the Nancy Nancy situation? Not necessarily. I think we, when we were looking at casting it, we were looking at a female Fagin as this kind of um, evil mother figure, kind of manipulating all the kids that way. I don't know. I feel like it doesn't add 
much. I just want to cast Amber Gray as Fagan. I'm allowing <laughs> it because it's your dream cast. Thank so you. you're allowed to do what you want. Sorry. Yes, Miranda, go. William Defoe. <sighs> oh, he would be creepy. <sighs> he would. Do I don't you know mean, if he are you sing. thinking of Richard E. Grant? He, he would also, also be in Spice World and would also be good, but no, that's not who I was thinking no. of. Uh, Mark Douglas Brown McKinney, I think, might be the creepy guy you're thinking of. Yeah. Interesting. Nancy, any suggestions? Eva? Longoria? No, no. <laughs> Eva um, Noble's, Noble Zada. Who is that? This is Eurydice in Hayes Town. I was thinking that. Mm. She's quite good. Yeah. Or Jesse Muir. I am always mm, a always a fan. Yeah. How Good. ideally? How old would she be? She says, um, she's "I've been in the same trade and the same service for fifteen years." So she's not a wee young. So no, she's not a wee baby. But fifteen maybe years. 30. So maybe yeah, yeah, yeah in that time. 20, twenty-five to thirty. If the, if she starts robbing at at ten, yeah. Mm. Mm. Robbing, that's not what I was thinking she was doing either. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to – okay, if you're going to have a female Fagan, yes. I think Alison Janey would be a good female oh, Fagan. Oh, she would be. Yes. I'm here for that. <laughs> I'm just picturing it now. But then is it too similar to Annie in that sense? Yes. Miss Hannigan. Mm. That's yeah. why you don't do mm. it. Mm. <laughs> you know? Annie for girls, Oliver for boys. <laughs> um, all right. What about the others? So we've got um, we're leaving Oliver. Mr. Bumble and Widow Corny are the yeah. two people that run the workhouse. Mr. Bumble. Just steal anyone that have played Tenardio. Just mm. copy paste. So Sasha Baron Cohen and Helena Bohm yep. Carter. Copy paste. <laughs> just realised that they both have three names. Wonder if that's why they were cast as <laughs> And why they didn't decide to take each other's last names. Oh, wait. No, they're not, not married. married. <laughs> Who is she married to? She was Tim What's-His-Face, yeah. Good old Tim What's-His-Face. Do we have a suggestion for Oliver? It's hard because he's a kid. I'd go a little guy, Gavroche, in the movie Les Mis. Oh, yeah. He'd probably be too old now. now? He'd be like Mm. in his teens now. Mm. Probs. Mm. Or the little guy that plays young Sheldon. Oh, he's, he's adorable. <laughs> he would be so cute as Oliver. Could you pop in? Because obviously, like, um, Artful Dodger can be a bit older. Would you use the kid from Stranger Things, the one that was in? It was just in Into the Woods. Yes. Oh, Jack. That one. Yep. Dustin. Yes. Mm. Yeah, he's really good. He's got a cute little voice too. You could copy paste him in. As the Artful Dodger. He would be funny as the Artful Dodger. He would be funny as the Artful Dodger. Yeah. Or um, the kid from modern family he's very much not a kid anymore really it happens it happens they grow up i'm gonna oh sh- man yeah. who's this kid i mean the guy that played up for dodger in the movie was 15 when they filmed. no i'm talking like adults really yeah modern family's been going a long time <laughs> just, so everyone can hear kb's reaction to how old the kids <laughs> in modern family are now what <laughs> it happened that's crazy. He's Who? tall. I mean, he could still play Artful Dodger. Who mm. is Noah Dupe? Sorry, I'm just looking at pictures and he's got the cutest little face. Dupe? I'd probably cast any of the kids from Stranger Things as the Artful Dodger. But they're also a lot older than they look in that show too. How long ago True. was that, that revival of um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown with the full kid cast? How long what? ago was oh. that? I, I, do, do I don't even know that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. 
Oh, it's man. big. Google that, Julie. <laughs> I'm, I feel this episode is becoming entirely Google. Um, Julie Miranda Google well, stuff. Well, we are going to go to the lessons we learned because I just realised we skipped that section. So we're going to go back while we Google the other things. <laughs> Casting Oliver and Artful Dodger can be quite difficult. But what else have we learnt from Oliver the musical? I just learnt that KB can do a real smooth transition. Thank you, Sexy. I would what, what? love to learn that KB can do a real smooth Cockney accent. Uh, maybe later. <laughs> oh, that, oh, teaser. <laughs> it's been a really long time, guys. It's been a really long time. Um. I, I, I think in a roundabout way, you you learn a few things from from Nancy. Yeah, I mean she doesn't make good life choices. Oh no! Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a, there's a little like what not to do right there, just in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think in directing yeah. it, I learned how to. Di- I worded this on the train: how to disguise a typical Dickensian story about child abuse and domestic violence as a great family night out. Yes, that's what's most disturbing about this yes, musical. Like we found when we were selling tickets, huge family uh, family group bookings. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking about staging Nancy's murder. I'm like, oh, okay. make it graphic, <laughs> yeah. make it center stage, really light. It would be the really kids have got to learn somehow. <laughs> it would be really interesting to see a production of Oliver where you take out that family friendly nature of it. Yeah, and go. And just help. see what happens. Mm, yeah. Oh my goodness, so dark. I think, I think that does come up a lot. People um, schedule it in yeah. a season, or a school says, "Oh yeah, we'll do all of it. It's got yeah. all those fun numbers, like consider yourself." And mm. you know, parents love it. It'll be great. It's got all these young boys in it. Good moral. Oh. And it's not until I get the script and start working on it, they go, "Oh, hang on. Oh, oh. I don't think. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, the show opens with like." Full on neglect, so it just could spiral. But from disguise there. with a catchy tune. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what we learned. <laughs> Read the perusal script Read before the perusal. scheduling the show, <laughs> or just disguise all bad things with catchy numbers. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess there is a bit of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yes. Well said, Andrew. Well said. I just realised something I very genuinely learned. Oh my goodness, because every other time you tell us lies. I mean, like, no, I remember this being how I know this fact. Okay. I know from the song Um Papa that... That is how it goes? Is that what you learnt? Shush. (laughs) That that, um, broken capillaries on the top of a man's nose... Mm may indeed be from drinking too much <laughs> yeah. i learned it from my papa and then did you look at your granddad real closely and be like how much alcohol have you been drinking granddad <laughs> no kb he was already dead. don't Whoa. say things like that on the, do you know i knew that was true so did you learn Patty Lapone has played Nancy. She played it yes. on, on Broadway for like a grand total of three weeks or oh something. Goodness, and then it closed. Would be intense. Whoa. I know. Huge. I, j- I was I my mind was blown when I found I that out. Don't want to see that actually. No. I no but the, the, the show, why it closed? Yeah, the show only lasted Maybe. something like three weeks. Wow. 
I mean, we also learned that Phil Collins's career started yes, in a very interesting did. way. <laughs> and that, like, legit, that's, that's Phil legit Collins. Phil that was his Collins. first major role was on West End playing <laughs> for Dodger and Oliver. I just, I'm really having trouble processing that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other lessons from this oh, classic? I, um, <laughs> don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. I guess yeah. Oliver standing up against everyone and yeah, and yeah. he ends up in a real sweet situation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of kid roles that is that that's it. Yeah. It's hard. Like every kid being yeah. like, this is not okay, and we're gonna do something about it. Which is a um, cool thing to learn, I guess. <laughs> it's an important lesson. It is an important lesson. Yeah, it is. I think that, you know, there's a lot um, to be said for the relationships that get built in this show. And then also to see how some of them break down, like between um, Nancy and, and Bill. And um, I none of that kills the spirit of the show. Mm. I, it's... I don't really know how they get away with it. Maybe it's the the fun rollicking sing-along tunes. Yeah, I think the yeah. way that uh, that was hard in going into the show, the way that we kind of looked at it was through Oliver's perspective. So you kind of see it all through through his eyes and he's bringing out these these huge musical numbers and bringing out the um, the sort of rambunctious musical kind of sound yeah. and stuff like that. It's this, it's this sense of play and viewing everything through that lens. It doesn't really – it's – really all goes downhill with the second act. So, it's again, it's this idea of um, the show kind of matures as well. You start off with Food, Glorious Food, which is this really innocent, beautiful number, and then you start to get into the dark side and the underside of London when you go into the second act about growing up and mm. being faced with um, reality. Again, when you first see Nancy, she's singing It's a Fine Life and I'd Do Anything. She's this playful character. It's only when you see her in Umpampa and As Long As He Needs Me that you realise that... Um, there's this hole underneath. Not yeah. everything's not everything's beautiful and shiny. Wouldn't Aww. it be a fun show? Probably not. But wouldn't it be a fun show if this was told from Mr. Bumble's perspective? Yes. <laughs> He'd be like, this turd, I swear. <laughs> what a pig. <laughs> How dare he ask for more? Anyway, I mean, a there's been a spin-off. You could write another one. Why not? It could I'm be called it. Bumble the Musical. <laughs> Can you put the exclamation mark before Bumble instead oh, of at the end? How do you though? say that? No it- idea. <laughs> but I would love to see people try to figure it out. <laughs> I think we'd capture a good like audience, like a modern audience that thinks it's like a dating app musical. Oh, they probably would. Yeah. And um, how they would be wrong. Is it time to tell the friends story again? I love this. And I always think of this with um, Oliver and Oklahoma. Oh yes, <laughs> it is time. It's time. You can tell it again. I'm just going to keep bringing it up. Um, uh, Joey is in a show in France. He's in a show um, called Freud and yeah. it's Freud with an exclamation mark. And, um, Phoebe. Phoebe has this gorgeous moment where she goes, the exclamation mark in the title scares me. It's not just Freud, it's Freud. <laughs> and that's what I think of whenever I see Oliver in Oklahoma. I'm like, it's not just Oliver, it's Oliver. <laughs> Imagine Snoopy with three exclamation marks. Well, we had that conversation. I, know. I can't. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Alrighty, guys. Let's wrap up the lessons learned and jump straight into top five list because we've got you on your toes today, listeners. Alrighty, what top five list would this show appear on? Top five shows with an exclamation. 
I mean, yes, what's on there so far? We've got Oklahoma. Oklahoma. We have (laughs) Silence the Musical. We have Snoopy. (laughs) That was a question mark, KB. Oh, sorry. Snoopy. Um, (laughs) What others? Do we do rags to riches? Does that have an exclamation mark? No, no, no. no. Oh. <laughs> I'm thinking top five. Top, oh. five. top five rags like, to riches. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I would say yes. I'd say Isn't there a show called Rags to Riches? Yes, I imagine that there is. is. Yeah. Was that um, a reality television show? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> top five children's musicals yeah. that aren't just a normal adult musical dumbed down. I feel like, though, that list is starting to grow to a point where maybe Oliver and Annie might start getting yeah. kicked off. Well, Annie's getting kicked off first because yeah. that is not a good time. <laughs> yeah. I so. would rather sit through kids doing Annie than sit through kids doing Oliver. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. I would just rather not see either of them, to be personal. No, nah, I'm taking the Oliver tickets. Yeah. Okay. But with the like School of Rock and Matilda and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory coming out, like it's starting yeah, to Yeah, I get- don't think he can count Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because so many adults are playing children. No, not only only in the Australian production. Oh, the yeah. Broadway production had adults as children. Wow, as well. the West End one had the all West children. End had kids, and then they transferred. Yeah. I, I thought it was originally adults as children. That's why I was keen when I saw except the for Charlie, right? except for Charlie. Yeah. That's how they yeah. did it everywhere else other than London. But yeah, anyway, um, why they're about to cast again for our local Charlie? If anyone's yes, anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> top five. Minor characters that have a lot of songs. Nancy has a lot of songs. For is Nancy it. a minor character? She's supporting. She's not Oliver. She's not Fagan. It is a huge ensemble cast because I think the whole, the whole thing's so episodic. Um, you get all these characters that kind of leap in and then disappear again. It also has that double ensemble thing of it has the kids ensemble and yeah. the yeah, yeah. adult ensemble. Mm. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Um Top five musicals with a marketplace dance number. Like, do we? Oh, does it oh, consider yeah. yourself is pretty high what have up? You got? Aladdin. You've got Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got um, My, My Fair, Fair Lady. Lady. Fair Lady. Mary. Yeah. Do we count? Do we count the sweet shop? Uh, no, the oh, sweet yeah, yeah. shop. The whatever uh, her name is, Mrs. What's her faces? The market. Is there one in Kiss Me, Kate? Uh, no. 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 What am I thinking of? I'm just thinking of this show in a show element. Um, Cinderella. There's one in Cinderella. Cinderella. That's true. <laughs> At the very beginning. Yeah. Um, the whole opening sequence is in a market. Uh, uh, yeah. I would. I'm not sure. Put it on yeah. there. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't. Um, top so Disney. Five. It's still a, like it's a, another one of those books turned into a musical, yeah. turned into a movie kind of sitch. Mm. It is. Yes, I don't know if it, it would be on the top five list, but it that list is. Poor. What yeah. if we're, we're looking Big. at a like classical literature? Yeah. Conversion. Yeah. yeah. What are we looking at? We're looking uh, at mystery of Andrews, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, Little Women. Little Women. There's a lot. Is Oliver on the top five though? I don't know if I could personally put Oliver on a top five anything. Oh, <laughs> top five musical Poor set Oliver. in the Victorian era. Do we go for that? Oliver, Ooh. Jekyll Oliver, and Hyde. <laughs> there should be more. I'm Victorian sorry. era, Victor- yeah. more Victorian era musicals. Um, uh, Mystery of Edwin Drood. 
Um, the um, the, the, the dice squiths. The dice squiths. Sweeney. Um, no, not Sweeney Todd. No. Um, um, it's just gentleman's oh, guide. Oh, maybe Sweeney Todd. No? Yes? Victorian? No. I think it's later. I'm not 100% sure. Could oh, be. Could be other know. eras. Could be the other eras. Maybe I don't when know. When they enough. make Queen Elizabeth the musical. I mean, Queen Victoria <laughs> the musical. <laughs> Then we'll know. <laughs> then That's we'll know. Victorian. Um, any other top fives, guys? Um, top five rousing pub numbers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The end. Master, Master of the House. Master of the House. Sorry? God, God that's good. God, that, oh, is that a pub? It's technically a restaurant. <laughs> it's a licensed restaurant <laughs> in Sweeney Touch. <laughs> Uh, I'm put it up there. Anything else? I'm dry. You're dry. I'm out. I'm out. Miranda? Nope. Andrew? No, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Let's move on. doing guest spots on podcast episodes i um manage technicolor theater company which is a new theater company on the gold coast amazing um we're looking at doing some shows up in brisbane and a few heritage listed sites as um, immersive musicals and things like that so keep an eye out for that now 2020 season um and then we've got our first show coming up which will be um peter pan which is an immersive production um at an outdoor um an outdoor production down on the gold coast that's awesome yeah is this that hotter no 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 no, no, no. no. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Um, how would people find you? Uh, then? You can follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Technicolor Theatre Company. Amazing, guys. We will put all that into the show notes as well. Now, if you would like to find us, you can do that in several ways. You can go to www.thatsnotcanon.com. You can go to Facebook at Musicals Teach Taught Me Everything I Know. Twitter and Instagram at Musicals Teach Me. You can send us an email at Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could become a patron on Patreon. And for just one US dollar a month or however much you would like to give us you can be uh get access to all this exclusive content and if we get to a thousand zane might just maybe because we'll, we'll force him um we'll, peer pressure the, will prevail <laughs> necronomicon from evil dead the musical now there's something another way there's another way that you can 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 see us connect yes. with us connect with us in person be with us yes in the live in the in flesh the, yes <laughs> I mean, it's very Life exciting. at the Bloodhound, October 3rd? Uh, Thursday, October 3rd, there is an event on Facebook. You can go to see that via our Facebook page at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. And tickets will be available. So please click on the booking link and you can come and join us and see this craziness in person with all facial expressions and everything. And dress-ups. Yeah. And dress-ups. It's very exciting. Oh, we forgot about that. This is our very first live episode so if you would like to be a part of it we would love to have you so keep an eye out for the info all of that will also be in our show notes other than that andrew thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me oh any bloody time now (laughs) that is all from us this week thank you julie thank you thank you miranda thanks kb it's been me kb bye
So, what should I listen to now? We are Castology. This is our podcast about podcasts. We are your castologists, Patrick Shearer, Liz Best, and Zancy Weber. Each week, we'll bring you three of the best and sometimes not so best podcasts around. We'll also do the hard work and trawl the RSS feeds to find the newest podcast that should be on your radar. And then next week, we come back and tell you what we thought of the recommendations and bring three new sparkling podcasts to check out. Now, will we always agree with each other's picks? Probably not. But hey, you're clever. You know that's how reviews work. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcatcher of your choice. That's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.